Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'm your host for today, Rich Polly, and joining me is uh, producer extraordinaire Timbo Slice. Hello. And also um, goblin extraordinaire Ben Hibbert. Hello. I, I was think, trying to think of a, a vague you're trying to be, thing. You're trying to think funny. of a funny. I was, and but... you remembered I, that you're not. Yeah, I normally have them pre-prepared, but I was like winging it that time and it showed, I think. Written on your sleeve. Well, so you didn't, <laughs> yeah. didn't have your little notebook to hand down. Which one did I use last week, right? Yeah, my, my, <laughs> my little notebook of, like um, Roald Dahl, who famously had a notebook next to his bed, which he, you know, if he had an idea when he was like half asleep, he woke up and wrote it down. Um, I, I have the same thing, but it's insults for Ben. So <laughs> One day you might insult me, but I doubt it. It's, because I think so lowly of you that you probably can't. I was thought you were going to say you think so lowly of yourself that it's virtually impossible to insult you. <laughs> that as well. I mean, I'm not a big fan of me. I know. You're also just not big, so it's pretty hard yeah, to... I am when my platform's on. <laughs> <laughs> Platform shoes and a top hat. You can nearly, be five, <laughs> nearly five foot five. <laughs> but you'll always be ugly, so, you know. That's true. That's true. In it for the charm and the wit. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm not very good with that either. <laughs> you give a good hug, though. I'll give you that. Ah, oh, I know. That's the belly. I know. The belly. And the boobs. <laughs> hey, hey, my <laughs> missus gave me the ultimate compliment the other day. So I've been losing weight. Um, to listeners who've who've not um had me yap on at them about it. Um, I've, <laughs> I've lost. In fairness, I've, you're looking well. To be fair, Rich. Thank you. I've lost like two stone in the last six months or so. I'm in. I'm in a plateau at the minute. That's nothing. Nothing. To... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to lose another half a stone before Christmas, so I can afford to put it back on again. Basically. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, no. Um, my, my missus gave me the ultimate in in compliments. She went, "Hey, your boobs have got smaller." <laughs> <laughs> Like that. Cheers, love. <laughs> I'll take it. It's a compliment. At least you know. But can, yeah, but I can do the peck pop now, so I can because <laughs> of the bits of weights I've been doing to help me set me get weight off. I can do the peck pop, which is quite a thing when you've got as much move going on as I have. It's, <laughs> it's pretty clever. <laughs> My friend's wife said to him the other day, she just went, I can tell you've not been going to the gym because your nipples are pointing outwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh dear oh dear oh dear right anyway um, x-wing no one cares about nipples <laughs> so we're middle-aged man conversation is what some of our <laughs> listeners come for um so um we've got a couple of uh things to talk about but obviously no new content from amg as yet um the world continues to kind of roll onwards i think there's there's the, the stages of grief people have started to work through to acceptance now and there's a uh, bit of an undercurrent of it's not actually that bad random order after dials but uh we're not gonna we're not gonna rehash old ground if you want to go and do so then there's a million podcasts and forum posts and facebook pages and stuff that are um going on both sides as we talked about last week it's still so entrenched like people either hate it and are actively trying to stop people playing it or are just like yeah it seems all right so anyway all that said and done um we have got um, a few little things to talk about, so it's probably is going to be a shorter episode um, than than previous, uh, than the last couple. Uh, so the first thing is, it's Tim's event at the weekend, um, the Spud Gun Sniper Worlds warm up for the prospective to be potential worlds that might not happen. Who knows? 
Um, but anyway, it's Tim's event, as it's now known, and it's happening this weekend. There's going to be a roundabout. It's just under 40 people, isn't it, Tim? Yeah, I think there's um, a couple of more people have bought tickets or, or have been buying tickets the last couple of weeks. I've had a couple of dropouts. Um, so what I've said is, uh, you know, if I can sell their tickets, um, I'll try and obviously uh, sort them out with refunds, even though the deadline's passed. But yeah, we should be um, we should be high high 30s. Um, we just blow four, which is uh, absolutely fine. I mean, I only, I only went with this name really because it's like, well, I'm going to run an event. I'm going to give stuff away. Uh, sure, I called the last one. You know, my world's warm up, so I might as well call it that again. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be good. And I mean, it is funny, and it kind of shows how spoiled we are um, for the scale of events that we have in the in the northwest of England that we're kind of saying, yeah, it'll be a decent size event, and it's like, you know, between 35 and 40 people are going to turn up. You know, that's a big event for most um, most places, most stores. It's just not a 100-plus a person event, which is, you know, what can happen very casually in the northwest of England with a little bit of thinking. So yeah, I think um, there's um, there is um, Firestorm Games Dan Cardiff. I think having their store champs the same day, so I think there's a little bit of pull obviously for a few players. But uh, yeah. we have got a few people travelling over, so I know um, Daryl McDowell is coming across from Ireland. So yeah, we've got Dale coming up and a few other people travelling from across sort of Midlands. Yeah, all arts and parts. As far across as even Leicester, yeah, maybe, <laughs> which isn't far away at all. Um, but unfortunately, Liam's not able to come. So uh, I say, Do unfortunately. We say unfortunately, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, it, like you know, obviously it would be nice for like lots and lots and lots of people. But you know, real life happens. I think uh, last weekend was it. I think Boards and Swords in Derby had an event. Protech. Had an event and I was working, yeah. so I couldn't even contemplate thinking about going to X Wing. Yeah, it happens. I would say with Liam not being there, it'll give somebody else a chance to go top eight or top four and then crash out. So, <laughs> yeah. anyway, I'm not fin. I'm not done being mean to Liam. I've got I've got one for later on as well, but I'm I'm going to save that one up for a, uh, a little bit. Um, so, oh, you mean because the- you finally beat him? I did. <laughs> I'm going to ruin it talk, for you. Talk, talk about spoiling it. Um, I'm, I'm going to talk I about. I just it. didn't want you to enjoy it. <laughs> no, I will. Don't worry, I will. Um, so last um, last episode, then over on Discord, because um, I obviously haven't got a clue what to fly for Tim's event. So I have put uh, a thing out that basically said, um, "Give me a list, and I'll do a randomizer, and uh, I will uh, see if uh, what list comes up, and then between." Uh, myself, Ben, and a few of the other Sith takers. So Johnny Hall's offered to lend me the the makings of a list that he suggested. Um, if that one comes up, um, so between a bunch of us, we've got um, enough ships to do most of these. Um, so pretty sure I can probably do most of them on my own. I'm not sure. Do you own six quad jumpers? I think I've got three. Okay, so you you'll probably help it to happen, but yeah. <laughs> Um, so there's a few things that are absolute nonsense. There are a few things that are kind of the kind of things that I would fly anyway, um, but not necessarily in in the same factions that I. That's would why use. I, I just sent you a Republic list, just because I know it makes you happy. Oh, did you? Do you want me to add that to the list? Do you? Yeah, it needs a little bit adding to it. I thought you could do it for me. Oh, what? Where did you send it me? Just a Facebook Messenger. Oh. Right, fill in the points with whatever. Oh. <laughs> 
No, I'm not. I'm not even putting this on the list. It's got. It's got a handmaiden on it. So you love them ships, and you own two of them. No, I own six. But I'm, you've don't... got six now. Jesus, what, the N1s. I thought I had issues. No, it's not. I've got four N ones, including the silver one and the Anakin painted one. Um, in fact, I might have five models, but the cardboard for four. Who knows? Um, no, I'm not even putting that on the list. That's you, I said. I said. Right. Okay. Ben's nonsense. It's got a four point bid as well. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Right. You're number twenty. Yeah. Uh, if I don't win, it's a fix. Right, so um, there's 20 lists now. Um, so uh, can one of you two do a, a randomizer? Either roll a d20 uh, and then tell me you what number let you Tim get. Because I'll just tell you it was 20. Wait a second. <laughs> 10. <laughs> a number 10. Right, well, it's going to feel like a, it's a Elliot Waits' list, which is Ray Poe Zori. So let me just read out what the actual list is. When I, when I, uh, was looking through them, I was like, I really hope I get one that I can just do myself so I can get a bit of <laughs> practice in with it. Um, so this uh, Elliot's list was Zori Bliss with Dorsal Terra R4, Proton Torpedoes, Wartime Loadout, and Cluster Missiles. Nice. Uh, Ray with Chewbacca Crew and Poe Dameron with Advanced Proton Torpedoes and an R4 Astromech. I'm sad because this is the sort of thing that you would just fly anyway. Um, I, was, I was hoping you'd get something a bit weird. I know. Part of me wants to not do this one because <laughs> it's something I would have flown anyway. Uh, and now I'm looking at it and thinking, mm, maybe I can change a few things to make it better. Um, can't change anything. No, I know. Okay, but no, I committed to it. So randomly, Sadly, we did, we did it live on the podcast now. So it's, yeah, well, it's we, 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 could, we, could, uh, we could re-roll and then you can uh, choose out the two. I, I, I happen to have two D20s in front of me. Okay, right. We'll re-roll. We'll do another one, and then you two can choose out of the two. Because I'll, I'll be honest, when you said Ray and Poe, I was like, well, that doesn't sound like it's too adventurous or rich. So <laughs> It's got Chewbacca on Ray and no title or anything else. One time I, I made Rich fly a Sloan Swarm, and he secretly loved it. <laughs> I did. I did. It was filthy. <laughs> what, what, um, what number was Ben's? It was number 10. Uh... No, mine was 20. Ben, oh, Ben's was number 20. Uh, I rolled an 18. An 18. Well, that's Johnny Hall's V-Wing spam. Yep. That's what? Uh, so it's uh, like six V-Wings, <laughs> I think. I don't know um, how that sounds fun. Was it lots of bombs, or is it more the... Um, uh, no, it's... Um, spend the target locks. Uh, no, it's uh, it's six V-Wings with um, Esk, the free title. So... Oh. 26 points and Ricolet naked, and it's 200 points. <laughs> well, best, so, of, best of luck with that. There we go. So, Johnny, if you're listening, you're going to need to pack those four V Wings for me uh, so I can <laughs> use it. Uh, or I actually or think the list, list is actually quite good. Well, uh, maybe in the hands of somebody that can fly swarms decently, but um, yeah, it, it, it's, I think it's probably low key quite good. Um, Seems like a lot of ion. I think there'd be an awful lot of just spamming the the ESK title, the ESK title, and just going like, any crits are doing ions? <laughs> just every shot. <laughs> just go See, for it. I thought that title was a bit pants, because I thought you could only do it twice. I never realised it come back. No, it costs two to do it, so it's every other turn. Yeah, but it comes back, which I didn't yeah, realise. Yeah. yeah, you can regen it. So, yeah, every other turn. So, okay. So, they really go, the choice. 
the choices between six V-Wings with Ricolet or Ray Pozori. So, Why don't we let the people choose between the two? We'll put a vote up on the Facebook page. Okay. Because <laughs> obviously me and Rich are going to choose the one that you don't like. Uh, me and Tim. Because that's what we like. Yeah. I, I mean, I, think, I have... I think you have to fly the V-Wing, surely, because the I think Ray Poe is not that adventurous. It, I think I think some I think some people like Mark and uh, Mark Fairbrother and, and Elliot put some uh, different kinds of lists up, and uh, Brendan Osman Damon put lists up that they knew that I would fly mm. um, from having talked to me. So you know, um, uh, Nick Durand put up um, double resistance bombers with um, Jarek Jaeger, um, which is just hilarious and bonkers. Um, and uh, you know, do you own two bombers? Yeah, I do. Yeah, of course. I do. Yes, yeah, I do. <clears throat> and um, I want the third one, but I'm not willing to spend money on a <laughs> basically for the. I, I was absolutely dead set in 1.0 that three of them was good with accuracy corrector. Um, it wasn't. I was wrong. <laughs> I lost a hell of a lot of games with it. <laughs> incorrect. Ben was incorrect. Yeah, uh, like really incorrect. Yeah. I just so, remember playing a game with three of them against some tier with auto thrusters and just evading, like, one for free every single turn. I was dead happy. <laughs> so um, just, just like, some of the lists that people did serve up that were quite interesting, there was a lot of um, First Order 4 ship kind of combos coming in with the new Bombers, Whispers, um, and Ty Barons. There was um, gunboat spam. Somebody thought that we could source five gunboats between us, so I don't know whether he was planning a heist or something. I mean, um, Sean's got three, and I've I've got three, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was five gunboats, um, or maybe six in a list. Um, Pocknell just said use the five Kiraxes, because that seems good. Um, <laughs> and then there was uh, a few Sis things. So um, there was a Sunfac plus Droid Swarm, one that um, Don Flanagan suggested, um, as well as uh, some absolute nonsense um, kind of Republic stuff that came in from Dave Sutcliffe as well. So. Um, and uh, somebody called Over R Over Two maybe um, proposed um, Django Sunfac. So not only would I not have any fun, but nobody else that was near me would have any fun either because I'd be having Django and Sunfac. So uh, anyway, um, we'll stick a um, we'll stick a poll up on the Facebook page on the morning this podcast goes out. So that's probably going to be Wednesday. Um, and uh, we'll have to remember to do that. And we'll stick one up on Discord as well. We'll combine the two and um, we'll see what happens. But um, yeah, Johnny, I suspect you're probably going to have to get ready to pack four V-Wings in for I guess it'll close on Friday as well. Yeah. Because we need, we need time to pack everything. Yeah, we need to get the list sorted out. I mean, I think my two V-Wings are already in my bag, so I just need to pull an N1 out. So it'll be all good. It'll be all good. I'm literally okay. trying to, about to pack my bag for Tim's event. Yeah, uh, I'm going to Element tomorrow, so I won't change my in my bag for that. But then I'll um, I'll do it for uh, I'll do it on the Thursday night or something. It's my child's birthday, so I can't really get out of that one. Ah, fair enough. Fair enough. Even fair even enough. I'm not that bad. <laughs> so um, the other X-wing related thing that we've got to talk about is that the three of us were playing in an event over the last few weeks, which was um, run by uh, Connor who's been on the podcast a few weeks ago uh, from the Tauntaun Squadron. It was a team event um, where basically you had to be in a team of three people, but with people from other squadrons. Um, so you couldn't 
it couldn't just be the three of us. Otherwise, you know, we'd have crushed it, obviously. You mean like um, I suggested straight away? <laughs> um, so um, we had we had a good bit of a pairing. I think Tim and I, we, we played each other at one point, a couple of, it was like, was it the deciding round of Swiss or something? I can't remember. Uh, semi-final, um, wasn't it? No. Oh, yeah, was it? Yeah, I thought it was a semi-final. Oh, it yeah, it was. Semi- yeah, it was the semi-final, yeah. Um, so long story short, my team won. Whoop, whoop. Uh, so congratulations to me and um, to Don. <laughs> Don. I've never won an X-Wing thing before, so I'm just quite chuffed. Technically, um, you didn't win it because three of you did it. It was a group well, thing. Yeah, so your, your uh, team won it, but you didn't. So uh, Simon Willis, who uh, is from the Tonton Squadron in Northern Ireland, uh, Don Williams, who's from oh, I'm gonna get it wrong again, probably Louisiana, maybe somewhere he's like that. He's got an awesome accent, whatever. With his awesome accent, um, and we love him. He's super awesome. Um, Bluegrass Squadron um, is he made the um, final of one of the GSB events, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's he's super good. So he basically spent the entire time doing um, uh, playing rumbas into people <laughs> um, until the last the last round when he flew four resistance Y wings into Connor. And Connor was like, "What's going on? <laughs> where that just, where? <laughs> was that just to throw him off? Yeah, kinda. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was the thing about the event, I think, and the, it worked because the group that was in it, like the, all the teams kind of all knew each other as players ooh, 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 and ooh. because you could change your list every round. So the only restriction was that each round your team had to fly three different factions, but there was no other restrictions. So most of the time I was flying like Resistance or Republic um, and Simon, you know, was flying Rebels or um, I can't remember the other one he was using, Scum maybe. Um, and Don was usually flying Scissor First Order. So we, we didn't have much crossover. But then for the last one, Don was like, I've seen this Rebel uh, Resistance Y-Wing list I really like. I wanna, I want to fly it. I was like, grand, I'll do something else. Um, and I was flying, I was playing against Liam in the final. Um, and Don was playing Connor in the final at the same time. Basically, the, the two games were running. Um, so Liam and I had this thing where it was like, well, Liam said, I knew I had to prep for Venny because I was convinced you were going to bring Venny. But I was like, I was never bringing Venny against you because you'd have been prepping for it. So why would I bring Venny? Um, and also, you know how to beat it. And you've beaten me every time you've flown against it. So why would I bring it? And he was like, oh, I never thought about that. But he brought Malorous Swarm, basically. He was like, let's let's go. You know, he brought something solid. And I flew something I've never flown before. I flew Bosk, Kanan Jarrus in a Hawk. And Fenra with Fearless. And it was great fun. <laughs> Just chucking dice. TIE fighters exploding all over the place. <laughs> Does it make you want to buy them ships in real life? Um, Bosk's really fun. I love Bosk. Yeah, I mean, Bosk, yeah. I mean, it. And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, I know I can buy, but I can buy into it relatively cheaply as long as I'm clever with how I source a YV. 666 but um because you can buy the new scum pack to get Kanan and a hawk and you can buy a fang to get um you've already got a fang haven't you uh, uh yeah but I need Chris. The, yeah but i need the cardboard and stuff for uh for fenrau so um, <laughs> so yeah yeah i know but the problem with um buying anything from scum is that it's a slippery slope into <laughs> buying into the biggest faction in the game um, the most so, fun faction in the game. Yeah, it probably is. Um, it, I mean, honestly, the game against Liam was really, really good because um, he halved Fen 
in the opening engagement because Fenn did that thing he does at range three where he just <laughs> refused, you know. So he took two. And then at the end, he was up because he had half of Malarus and one and a half TIE fighters left. And then I killed Malarus. And then Fenn took a crit. And then it wasn't a direct, it was a weapons failure. So then I had to fly away to clear that and then come back. And he had one and a half ties left and I needed to get half from somewhere without Fenn dying. And there was from that point, 20 minutes of intricate cat and mouse of disengaging and re-engaging and <laughs> refusing to spend the focus on attack. And there was a couple of ones where Fenn got range one attacks and just rolled five dice bangers and just rolled, you know, four hits and a focus. And I was like, yeah, that'll do. I'm not spending the focus. You're all right, kind of thing. Um, oh, Fenra is so much fun when he fires. Like, I can see he could be really frustrating if he misfires, but, like, you know, if you've got Fearless plus five dice and a focus, you're just going, well, I'm going to just erase something here. You know, every time he flies in and engages something, he give, gives you points. He's so good. And, you know, those five dice shots are dopamine kicking, endorphin rushing. That, that free evades pretty filthy as well. Yes, and an extra <laughs> dice, you know. So yeah. roll roll four dice and one one free evade. So you know you're expecting at least two. Plus Kanan floating around in the rest. So if, they, if they shoot at Fen, then you're just like, well, just roll one less, please. Um, you know. But in fairness to him, he he flew really well and his variants kind of screwed him. And at one point, he forgot he had a target lock until after we'd kind of moved on and done some more cool. shooting. And he was like, oh, if I'd spent the target lock, Fen would have died. And I was like. If you'd spent the target lock and got an extra hit, I'd have rolled more than the one evade that I needed. <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> probably. Um, but it was a really good game. It's always good fun to play against Liam because, um, you know, he's a very good player. So um, I felt like I rode my luck and managed to pull it out. So happy. So, yeah, well done to us again. And unlucky to um, Connor and uh, Liam and Gary. Colton, who we mentioned last week, is running the uh, the Irish event in in the Monster Stadium. Uh, Gary, third player on the team, so uh, yeah, Don beat Connor and I beat um, Liam, which means that the third game in the final is a dead rubber. But Gary's shouting, "I'm not going to lose my possibility of coming top of the league table because if he wins, <laughs> he's, if he wins, he'll be me and him will be the two four and one players, and if he gets." anything better than the crappy MOV I got. I got like a one by like 13 points or something. So he, <laughs> he, he'll he streak above me. Although Kester Smith is sitting at the top on four and oh with one, two, eight, nine MOV. So, um, you know, um, we're both on 1000 and something. So we actually need a big win to jump Kester's MOV, but um, he'll be above him because he'll have played an extra game anyway. So yeah, it was good fun. It was a great little tournament. I'm looking forward to getting my random gaudily <laughs> colored pink templates and, Dice painted gold. Why not? It'll be a good fun uh, thing. Um, and thanks very much to Connor for organising it. Um, yeah, it's always fun. Everybody who played. Um, I really enjoyed this team event. It was fun. Have, like having to play with like people outside your squadron. Yeah, it was good. Um, I think it's the thing that I really like about um, about team events is that, and we've talked about it before, is that they are fun because it's not just it's not just you. You know, you're not reliant on yourself. Your team can be winning even if you're having a bad day. And, you know, you know that it's uh, it's all about, you know, the, the team ethos of playing together rather than just, you know, being like, oh, I've taken the most degenerate list and I'm going to try and go 6-0 and, oh and win this thing. It's like, oh, it doesn't matter if I go 3-3 three and three if my mates win. It's fine. So We should run a team event again. 
Yeah, we should. We haven't done one since 1.0. Let's get February out of the way first, though. Well, screw that event. <laughs> <laughs> little thing. That little thing. It's fine. We can we can start organising something else as well. Well, we can, we can run it on the Sunday for people that don't make cut. There you go. We'll run a team event on wow. the Sunday for people that don't make cut. Or maybe something easier to manage than a team event. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah, I was thinking about um, all the different things that we can do on Sunday. And, you know, really... Ace is just, high. Yeah, it's like, ace is high, kick the can if it's been published by then. <laughs> um, you know, uh, equivalent of hyperspace, but not hyperspace event, like uh, our random order after dials event if we're running old rules or an old rules event if we're running random order after dials or whatever. There's loads of different possibilities um, for what the event, uh, the Sunday could be. But basically, you've, if you're coming, um, the, the gaming center is open on the Sunday from kind of, I think it's nine or something until like four and you've basically got paid entry into the gaming center so you can do what you like you can bring hobbits and play hobbits against column and dan slob who'll be around um doubtless and then because no, um, you know dan's gonna make cut and then not turn up the next no, day no he's gonna make cut and then turn up the next day with his balrog army <laughs> <laughs> stand next stand next to the table where he would have been playing if he hadn't dropped Probably worth uh, also pointing out that the venue will be open Friday evening, so anybody that's travelling over, um, there'll probably be a few of us in the hall in the afternoon, early evening, setting up. Um, but you can basically pop in and play um, if you want to get some last-minute practice, or the bar will be open if you want to do a bit of pre-event socialising. Yeah, and I'll be I'll be over probably doing mostly setup with Tim and others, but then at some point I'll be like, I really just want a game of X-Wing before I spend tomorrow sitting not playing X-Wing while everybody else is. So yeah, it'll be good fun. So yeah, please do come on the on the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um and uh you know, make use of the facilities and um if you're gonna buy anything though, remember to use our uh what's it called? Our code. Affiliate. Affiliate or affiliate or affiliate code. Um especially if you don't have one of your own, because it's free money for the Sith takers. Right, cool. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, it was something that actually popped into my head after the conversation last week and a few of the other podcasts and things that I listened to was, and I don't know if you two have noticed it, is people and it, talking about dice a lot, but in a I'm not talking about dice, but kind of a way. And I don't know if it's because of dice stats, and I don't know if it's because of the weirdness of TTS, but people talking about dice and i think it comes down to a broader thing about table etiquette and i'm gonna say something potentially contentious and then you two can tell me i'm <laughs> an idiot or whatever but Rich, you're an idiot fine um i That's was okay. expecting that but i was thought you would give me a minute to make myself sound <laughs> like one before you said it so Rich, um, you've opened your mouth you sound like an idiot <laughs> so um <laughs> What it is, is if you're standing across a table from somebody, and I get that the in-person experience is different from the TTS experience, but if you're standing across the table from somebody virtually or physically, and they've just beaten you in a game of X-Wing, and you say to them, oh, well done, man, your dice ran so hot. You might think that what you're saying is, oh, well done, man, you flew really well and you had hot dice. However, what your opponent might hear is, you only beat me because your dice were hot. When your opponent's just thinking, I just played a really cracking game of X-Wing and I won, and I'm so glad I won because I made those event, those those cho- those choices, and I got the the dice at the time that I got them when I needed them, and so I won the game. But when you say to them, "Oh man, my my greens were so cold," 
I didn't roll a single evade, or your greens were so hot, every single green dice that you rolled was an evade. So your X ship lived three turns longer than it should have, or whatever. Um, if you're doing that with a mate, and you've you know decided that you're going to intellectualize the the game afterwards, and you know try and learn lessons about whether you made the right decisions versus the wrong decisions, that's fine. But if you're playing in a tournament or somebody doesn't um, request or open the the door to that conversation, um, then you shouldn't really talk about your dice or complain about your dice. What you should say is, well done, well played, good game, thank you. You flew well. Um, I look forward to playing against you again sometime. And no matter how hard it is to chew it down, the the, the bile that you may feel about the fact that you feel your dice betrayed you, um, don't ruin the other person's day or the other person's game or the other person's event by basically being salty. And I think the last thing I want to say before I ask you guys for your opinions is it's not just about being dice salty and showing all my dice and freaking out and being all weird about it. Like hyper intellectualizing your dice is just as bad. Like going, you know, oh, I was 4.2 points under average and this and that and the other thing is basically just you saying my dice, but instead of saying my dice, you're saying on average, I should have lived for another three turns. And it's like, yeah, but you didn't. The game state changes based on the random element that dice introduce, and the good players are able to roll with the punches of that variance. Um, and if you're relying on playing a game where the dice are entirely average all the time, then don't play X-Wing because a 5% swing in dice one way or the other is within the bounds of expected results. You're not going to roll hit blank focus every time you roll three red dice. It's just not going to happen. you know. So anyway, there you go. What do you think of that, Ben? You sounded like an absolute idiot. Thanks. Oh, you're all right. Uh, no, um... I guess it depends. Like if, like when me and Liam are playing, like we'll laugh about it and then check it. But I don't think I'd like do it with someone I didn't know. Or like usually, I just think it's funny, mm-hmm. and I'll laugh like that was well unexpected. We'll have a laugh about it and crack on. Um, I think it's okay to talk about it as long as you're not a, a word. I was going to swear again. As long as you're not arsy about it. Like you can say, wow, that was a good roll, and then crack on and leave it at that. Whereas if you're, you're like mad about it, oh, well, that was really unexpected, then mad about it. Yeah, then and it's I, not... think, I think in game individual roles where you go, you know, oh man, I, I hope I don't blank out here because then Anakin will die, and then you blank out, you go, oh, right. It is funny though. Like yeah. it always it annoys me, but then I laugh as well because it's like you just yeah. can't do anything else about it, can you? Yeah, I think I think it's the for me it's the 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 end of game thing, and I I'm not sure if the TTS dice statistics, which by the way are nonsense, and you should never pay attention to them. But just say mm. that um, the TTS dice statistics. Um, I think a lot of people use that as, you know, well I had no chance of winning because I had a minus fourteen swing because I was minus nine and he was plus five. But then if you actually look at the number of dice rolled and what the results were, it could just be that. You didn't roll very many crits, but actually you rolled loads of hits. But the <laughs> dice variance is still down because you rolled also, less than the expected number of crits. Just because um, you were on a minus doesn't mean that one time where you had no mods, you didn't roll four hits and he blanked out. Yeah. It also doesn't like mean it, that you it doesn't... didn't win the, um, the first player roll-off at the start of the game. Yeah. Um, or, or, you know, rocks or rocks. bombs. 
um, you know, where you want to be rolling blanks instead of hits. You know, it doesn't it doesn't account for that. Um, and it's like you know, it, when I was playing Liam the other night uh, for the fam event, with the first volley of shots, like he was going to do two hits anyway, but he rolled them out of hand. So we just looked at the stats to see how lightly it was. Mm-hmm. Like that's okay there because it was more funny. <laughs> yeah. Like he had a built-in re-roll. He's pretty lightly to do two hits every time. But yeah. Is. Have you any views on that, Tim? Yeah, like I think you know, he, he, you know I've been yeah, playing... Mr. Natty Crit over here. Well, th- well, this is it. Like I, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I do apologise if I have good dice, um, but equally I own it if if I have bad dice. I might moan about it, sort of between friends after a game, but I certainly wouldn't turn around to someone and say, "Well, the only reason you beat me was because of you know your horrendous luck." Um, now. Potentially, there are games that will swing on that that one instance, like you say, but then it's the build up. You know, you either I've put myself in that situation, you've put yourself in that situation to sort of capitalize on that. Um, you know, equally, I'm the one that you know. Oh, so you, what you tell me is I need Natty to to survive this, and then I roll my dice, and then I just smile at you across the table. And go, <laughs> Sorry. Um, but, I think it's funny though. No, no, we'd like, no, I absolutely get it. Like you know, I've, 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 I, 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 I sometimes liken it. I used to play Night Goblins in some back uh, version of Warmer Fantasy, and there were people out there that could that thought you know they they couldn't play Night Goblins because they'd get so upset by like animosity rolls, the shamans blowing themselves up, and stuff happened. It's just dice. Like ran, ran, randomness comes in, and that's the same in X Wing in a way. Um, you know, there are going to be times where you just have good rolls and bad rolls. Um, I mean, Ollie did a, a YouTube um, uh, episode about it, but you know, you know, you've just got to accept the fact that you and your opponent are going to have good and bad rolls, and that probably comes into the mentality of what makes a good X Wing player are those players that don't get tilted by that. And there are absolutely people that do get tilted with with those those swings, and they lose games because of it. Um, I did at just play. Yeah, I had that bad thing, and I just started flying like a potato. I mean, I deserved to lose after then, but well, especially if you perhaps made a bad decision, which puts you in a position where your opponent then has a good roll or you have a bad roll, and then you'll just be you're mentally kicking yourself, aren't you? Um, and then that sort of gets into your head. And then when you're setting, setting your dials for the next turn, you're probably still thinking about that, maybe for a turn or two. Um, and yeah, it really does affect your you know decision making. I think, and um, sometimes it is just being able to just sort of sort of compartmentalize, isn't it? Where you sort of you sort of box that off and say, right, now's a new turn. This is what I need to do to you know, win the game or whatever I need to do. I think we've talked about this in the past with, um, I think it was one of the first times Tom was, Tom was on it. It was probably like years ago when we talked about it, but it was the, um, in, in sports psychology, it's the it's the reset mm. mentality that, that some athletes have the ability to do. Um, and you can see it most commonly if you watch football, is after a passage of play that culminates in an attack, the goalkeeper will take a drink of water from a bottle in the net and wipe his gloves on a towel. And the the reason that they do that isn't to clean their gloves or dry their gloves because, you know, the gloves that they have are more than fine in any conditions and basically are like giant magnets on their hands. Um, but it's it's a mental reset thing 
of now I'm ready for the next passage of play because I've had a drink, I've cleaned my gloves, and now I'm I'm set and I'm good to go. Um, and there's a it's it's a I can't remember what it's called, but it's a it's a thing in sports psychology where basically it's the equivalent of walking through a door and starting again. Um, and if you can do that. And if you can find a way to do that throughout the phases of play in the game, it helps to remove the likelihood of tilt. Um, and we've seen tilt happening, and it can happen for a number of reasons. But I think one of the most common reasons is when something happens that's on the edge of variance, like you roll four green blanks and then you heroic it into four green blanks and you're really, really sad. Um, and then you tilt and you try and do crazy stuff to try and get the game back from that point um, instead of just playing the numbers and allowing yourself to just reset the game. And one of the things that I personally do when I play is if something weird happens, I tidy up my side of the table. And I don't know if um, you've noticed me doing this, but like in the middle of the game where it's got a bit intense and a bit complicated i'll very slowly and very deliberately pick all my templates up from wherever they are and put them back in my template holder and pick up all my tokens and make sure the game state is immaculate and like you should and that's do that just all the me. time it's my biggest pet peeve is people leaving <laughs> hey hey everywhere it drives me nuts like, i don't i have like, to I... put other people's stuff away so I, I always drop, I have a little dice tray that I have at my, like my right hand. And I always either put templates and things that I've used into that or back into the template tray. But what, what I do is when I'm trying to reset is I pick up all the things that are in that template tray in, in that little dice tray, sorry, and put them away in the template tray. So they're not on the mat itself, but like I, I just tidy basically and like take all my shield and like line them all up neatly and just not think about what's going on in the game just like try and reset and focus on what i need to do next um and yeah it's a it's an interesting kind of tangent from what we were talking about with um you know don't be a tool talking about dice variants and you know read the room if the person obviously doesn't want you to, to talk about it but um knowing that allowing yourself to be tilted by dice can mean that you will then compound your errors in future turns and make worse decisions because you know you've seen people going it doesn't matter what i do i've lost now the dice hate me it's like or (laughs) or other alternative take a minute have a think and try and figure out what your win condition is from this point tom's very good at resetting isn't he yeah he is and that's why he's a good player he's he he doesn't often get tilted but when he does like if he said there's been a couple of events where He's literally just been shafted by an unlikely string of negative variants. Um, and you can hear it when it happens, no matter where you are in the room, because it gets steadily louder. But as soon as the variance switches back to being a bit average, it disappears again. But, you know, if he's rolling, you know, I need to do one hit into that one agility ship and I've got two range one double modded attacks with four dice each and it doesn't happen, you know, then he expresses that frustration quite vocally. Um, mm. But then he resets and tries to figure out a way to win from that point. Um, and it might be that it's a very difficult situation, but, you know, and there's a difference, I think, between expressing frustration in the moment of, you know, an extreme of variance. Just like, you know, you forgive somebody who jumps and cheers when they roll four crits out of hand. You know, you go, you know, right, okay, fair enough. That was weird. <laughs> Let's go. Um I'll take that kind of thing. People chuckle and it's fine. You know, it's a bit of a laugh, but um, 
yeah, cool. That was just a little thing that I wanted to talk about because I just picked up on like there's I think there's been a like a, a, a normalization of people trying to intellectualize, you know, well, that was above average, that was below average, that was, and it's like, yeah, but you're never going to get average dice. So, you know, try to not talk about dice unless, you know, you know it's going to be welcome by the person that you're talking about it with, if that makes sense. So anyway, so that's that. Um, and on that note, I think I might have run out of things to talk about, <laughs> which, you know, considering it's me is a little bit crazy <laughs> but um i am aware that i said it was going to be a shorter one and so it is and tim needs to get to bed because he needs to go and um feed his robot masters five. misbehaving drugs or whatever i don't know the robots sound cooler than they are don't they tim but still you have an army of robots at your command well three but yeah, but yeah it's, a- it's it's uh just work work being work and I can't have a day off. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Um, it's fine. It'll soon be Christmas. <laughs> yeah, focus on that. A uh, little Geordie well, friend of ours is very excited about Christmas. He's forcing people who don't like Christmas to happen this early. He keeps sending them like Christmas things in the post and pictures of him in Christmas hats and um, like pictures of Christmas trees appearing everywhere. He's like, yes, let's do it. It's very happy. I had my first mince pie today. Um, you only on your first? Oh, I've had about three boxes. I'm on a, I'm on a diet, mate. That's the problem. So? I'm, having to, I'm having to be you good. You can't tell. Thanks. It's all right. You had your niceness. I can't do too much. It burns <laughs> me inside. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you want to do any shout-outs? I've got a shout-out. Go on. Um, it's me being nice again. It doesn't suit me. Uh, but it's a shout-out for Liam, and I'm sad he's not coming this weekend. He nearly could come, but then he couldn't. I know. I wanted to stroke his baby face. <laughs> I'd have to stand on a chair to reach him, like, because he is a giant. <laughs> <laughs> he's a fairly large fella. He's, we could get him to sit and down. And tall specially. as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just need someone big with me. That's why I miss Will, you see. <laughs> Will like... used to be my giant. Now he doesn't come play. You need somebody twice your height just to be around. Yeah. It's got daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm moving on. Have you, have you had any shout-outs, Tim? Um, yeah, not really. I mean, I'll just say, anybody that's coming this weekend, don't forget to uh, sign up on Tabletop TO. Uh, link is on the Facebook page and submit your oh, list. Yeah, make sure, make sure you use the link. We've been using it for years now. There's no excuse. Let's... Uh, Get those lists up. There is no stream this weekend. It is just gaming. So if you want to follow any of the results and who's do, who's sort of doing well and what they're flying, uh, just you know you can find the event on Tabletop To, and uh, no doubt we'll be talking about it next week. Yes, hundred percent we will. Um, I'm doing it now so Tim doesn't make me some random <laughs> list like he usually does. I need to wait until <laughs> I need to wait until Wednesday before Thursday before I can uh, before I can put my list in Tim. So what what players what, what players don't understand is it's not just like you know putting different lists in for you. Um, I literally uh, use my admin powers to put pictures of people instead of their lists until they they sort their lives out. I think I, think <laughs> I always used to like it when you changed um, what's he called from um, IQ when he used to put silly things about you. Yeah, John. So you, you change it so it was silly things about him. That was it. Like I think John had 
I can't remember what he did, but he put something in. So then I changed his list, didn't say anything. And so then when I made the list public, everybody was giggling. Like, oh, what's that? <laughs> uh, um, no, it's you know, it just makes everyone's life easier. Like if you if you use the um, the URL import either from Yasby or Launchbay Next, um, you know, it's just you know, it's so easy to copy and paste it, and it formats your list like nicely for everybody else to read. Like you can see, some people have have gone through the the, the hardship of trying to you know obviously like like going to export it as text and copying the text and then pasting the text and it's just like just url have oh, you ever seen a list from tom yeah the crowns get out you know he sort of draws yeah, draws pictures of what ships he's, he's flying <laughs> and stuff um, it literally just sends you a picture like a screenshot of his phone or some sometimes he takes a picture of his monitor on his phone camera oh, and then sends God, that. Yeah, it does. yeah yeah Technology is not his friend. But, but that is harder. That is that is like more steps and harder than just copying the URL. That's why I don't understand. But hey. Yeah. No. <laughs> anyway, um, I want to give a quick shout out to um, Cowboy Bebop on Netflix. It's quite good. Um, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a good and relatively faithful remake of the anime into live action. And I'm enjoying watching it. So it's quite good fun. Um, but in, in X-Wing terms, um, again, shout out to uh, the FAM uh, event organizer, Connor, and uh, all the other players um, as well, and especially to Simon and Don uh, for being an awesome team. Um, go us. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, um, I've posted a thing up on um, the last thing I want to do on the Sith Taker Open. I've posted a thing up on Discord. And um, previously, we said that we were going to um, draw a cut off um, of two weeks before the event to decide on format. Um, we've moved that um, forward or back now to the beginning of January. So we're going to do a month before the event. So the, the 5th of January, we're going to make the decision about format. Um, at the minute, the default position is that if AMG have released a new rules reference guide and tournament guidelines, then we will play to those. Um, if not, then we will play to the old rules um, or the rules as they are currently in the rules reference guide. Um, so that's what we're going for at the moment. So if you uh, if that's going to mean that you don't want to come and play, um, then get in touch with Element and they can refund your tickets. Um, Although it would be lovely to see you, and uh, there might be other things that we can do, um, like as we talked about last week, potentially running um, a second event alongside the main one if enough people tell us that they want to run on the alternate format. So that's that. Okay. <laughs> um, all that said and done, thank you very much, Tim, for joining us today. No, thank you. And uh, cheerio from Ben as well. Bye. And uh, cheerio from me. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.